brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Wearing a silver helmet and wearing the red and black means something to a lot of people and means something to them on Friday night. It was seismic. That was the word that I used. We're going to have to communicate on defense and play disciplined football. There was also records broken, as there always is, I feel like, each week. Record broken! Welcome to another end of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so, large device or small. Happy Thanksgiving holiday week to all of you and yours. May you celebrate it the way that you always do, whether it is uh, loud and boisterous, whether it is small and quiet, however you wish to celebrate it. Uh, Please do so and know that uh, we're sending all of our love here from everybody here at GPB to all of you who are hanging out with us. This week, once again, we went back to the matchup idea. John here, Hannah there. And we go to Quad A this time to a couple of sections of the state we haven't been in this year. Yeah, coming up on the show, we are going to talk about Thanksgiving traditions yes. at the end. Mm-hmm. So everybody wants to hear about that. But we will hear from two quad A head coaches who will be playing each other in the quarters on Friday. We're going to recap our Football Friday in Georgia game of the week, which was Mill Creek versus North Cobb. We are also going to preview our quarterfinal matchup, Walton versus Carrollton, mm-hmm. and break down key games with some bracketology. But, John, mm-hmm. yes. We must, yes, we must start things off. Talking about Buford. Yeah, we I think we have to. It's the word that we used mm, on the post game show. What's the what was the word? Seismic. <laughs> it was absolutely seismic. What happened? I mean, when when we're ending the show, and this is I'm going to pull the curtain back here a little bit and break the fourth wall uh, for those of you who are watching on the TV side. Uh, the way that we do things is we we have a set time to close the show, so we can post-game get show. In the post game show. So that way, eleven thirty, we're out. Yeah, so that way we can get everything back up and running on an even clock. So recruiting gets you to midnight, and then the game takes you to like three thirty, and the post game show gets you to like four o'clock in the morning. So you could spend your entire evening <laughs> from like <laughs> seven o'clock. Everyone is doing obviously. Yeah, from seven o'clock to four a.m., you can watch the game, recruiting the replay of both. And so we're getting to, it was like 11.28, and our producer for the postgame show, Lloyd Cover, she goes, in our ear, she hits a button and she goes, upset alert. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah, and so we're trying to process what game was left on the board, and since we had all the brackets filled out, Mm -hmm. there was only one game left on the board, and I was trying to finish my thought, and she hit the button again and goes, upset alert. And so when you and then she goes, we're going to ring the alarm. Yeah, well, that's what that's what you <laughs> and do. We did. I mean, we have we have an alarm. We have a, an alarm and a siren that goes with the upset alert. They hit the upset alert siren, and it pops up that Walton had beaten Buford. We're going to hit the siren, right? We are about to hit a upset alert siren because it's the upset Unreal. of all upsets. Wow. Walton wow. has taken down Buford. And it was seismic. That was the word that I used. And when a top five nationally ranked team goes Number away. Number two on some of the national the polls. the second round goes away. That is, the, that is the third champ that will not repeat. We've, I mean, Collins Hill did not make the playoffs in the first place. Buford was in 6A. They're not repeating. Brooks County was in single A. They got knocked out in the opening mm-hmm. round. So right now we have three champs of the seven that are not going to be a part of championship weekend chasing a title. But Buford going out in round number two to Walton was seismic, and that led us to our decision for this week's Football Fridays. 
Walton broke the Wolves' 16-game win streak in playoff games and 28-game win streak at home against Georgia opponents. Mm -hmm. Just truly, truly seismic. And then we announced our game, Walton Carrollton, on the air, and that Mm -hmm. is happening, and we're going to preview that one coming up. But what else besides that, John? Besides the seismic upset of the century this week. What else happened around the state? A lot of big numbers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had a lot of teams that were one seeds that put up big numbers. You had Colquitt put up 49. Walton was north of 40. Carrollton put up north of 40. Mill Creek put up north of 40. And that's just in 7A. Mm. Half of the winners put up north of 40 points. And, And I think that once again, you look down the grid, Rosal put up north of 40, almost 50. Thomas County Central matched them at 49. Gainesville put up 42. Houston County put up 41. Hughes put up 77. So once again, half of the teams that advanced in 6A put up north of 40 points, chasing 50. And Hughes just did a staggering thing going up against North Forsyth. So I think that what you're seeing is all of these tremendous offenses going at it. But then as we get later and later and later and later into the playoffs, which defenses are going to step up against all of these prolific offenses? That because to me is defenses win championships. Win championships. Yeah, that's the that's the yin and yang for me yeah. here as we get into the number of teams that are closing in on each other. Since we only have eight left in each class, mm-hmm. where do the defenses? You know, you have these stout defenses going up against these prolific offenses. Where does that yin and yang come to play? There was also records broken, as there always is, I feel like, each week. Record broken! We need a we need an alarm for that. John Millage Academy set a state record yep. with its 48th consecutive victory by yep. beating Heritage School of Noonan 42-7. to mm-hmm. So In the GIAA playoffs, yes. Yeah. So the, the old record was Buford's mm-hmm. that ended in 2004. They got to 45, and we were... Uh, part of that when we were covering the the sport back then. We saw Buford win. They carried it over into the 2004 season. They got to 47, lost at Gainesville. They had some key players who were ill that night. Gainesville was just there, and they figured out, okay, hey, do you want to play us? Sure, we'll play you. And so Buford and Gainesville, and Gainesville snapped the streak. And odds are right now when you look at John Millage, they might get to 50 because they're going into the semifinals of the GIAA this weekend. So by the time they get to Mercer, they could be at 50 by season's wow. end. And when does the streak end for John Millage? Hopefully, if you're a fan of them, not anytime soon. Well, let's take a closer look at the largest classification, 7A. Our mm-hmm. game was Mill Creek versus North Cobb in Kennesaw. The Hawks took down the Warriors by a surprisingly lopsided yes. score. I think we all thought that. 43-7 to seven here. Are some of the notes from the game. Cam Robinson rushed for 135 yards, giving him 1,244 on the season. Mill Creek held North Cobb to 122 total yards, most of them on that late 83-yard touchdown run. Yeah. On the defensive side of the ball, you have DB Caleb Downs, the state's number one senior prospect. He scored two touchdowns playing offense. Well, yeah. And Mill Creek set a school record for points this season, 556. Love getting my notes from the GHSF Daily. Mm-hmm. So, John, what were your thoughts on the game? Stunner. Mm-hmm. I mean, where where we had one game in 7A that was seismic, we had this one that was a stunner. And Nikki Noto-Palmer made the point in the pregame where North Cobb has always traditionally had issues in the second round and advancing from there. And they ran into an absolute buzzsaw from Mill Creek. Once again, plugging what we did on Football Fridays in Georgia this year when we had Buford and Mill Creek in the, the winner-take-all basically for the region title. From that point, Mill Creek, when when they lost to Buford, 
they have just been pouring it on offensively, and it has just been stout offense and really stingy defense, and that's the combination that you're looking for. And we saw that stingy defense uh, go up against North Cobb. But I also think that uh, with Nick Grimstead, mm-hmm. who's a sophomore, you've got to see the difference between a sophomore quarterback in the playoffs and what it would have been like perhaps if they'd had Malachi Singleton. And I think that that was, was also yeah. a part of the big difference there as well. Nikki texted me after an interview with Shane Queen, and she was like, that was one of the, the toughest moments of the season for her because, you know, Coach Queen's like, that's not what we expected. Mm-hmm. This is, he just kind of looked shocked, yeah. just as shocked as we all did. Yeah, and it was, once again, great effort from Mill Creek. Mill Creek is another one of those teams that's ranked top 25 in the country, obviously knocking off Buford. They're going to go rocketing up the standings. And so you've got Hughes, you have Mill Creek, and you have Colquitt, all ranked top 25 nationally. Where does Buford fall? That's the interesting mm, question for me yeah. in the national ranking. Mill Creek will advance to play Westlake there in the quarters for the third straight season after beating Parkview 30-28. to What a close second-round game, John. Omar Kamara's 42-yard field goal oh, with 25 man. seconds to go. And, awesome. and, and, uh, and I know that this will shock none of you, but odds are the field goal and the story about uh, JMA, John Millage, uh, they mm-hmm. will probably end up on countdown to kickoff. So I'm guessing so here's your here's your irony alert. Okay. Play of the week is going to be from a kicker and your kicker is going to be from a team that's been playing very well. Hmm. So there you go. See cuz the kick cuz the kicker can't be the kicker mm-hmm. because that was really the play of the week. And the play of the week, you know, it can't, you know, so it's all that crossover stuff. Well, we don't have countdown to kickoff this week, so are you just going to send me some videos to yeah, I'm going to send you some videos. <laughs> I thought we had Countdown to kick up on Wednesday. We don't. No, not this week. Oh, okay. Well, then forget that. But I still am going to edit it. Okay. I'll still edit it, and I'll post it. Here's Here's our play of the week, and here's our kicker. You are such a fibber. (laughs) I'm absolutely not doing that. You are such a fibber. So then the winner of Westlake Mill Creek will play the winner of North Gwinnett versus Colquitt County. Bottom left, Walton Carrollton, our game, plays the winner of Grayson versus Milton. So that is your look at 7A. And, John, I think it's time to bring in our guest from mm-hmm. Quad A. Yes, yeah, so our first guest in Quad A. It's going to be in the upper left part of the bracket, Cedartown and Bainbridge. We caught up with both coaches this week. First coach is Cedartown Bulldogs head coach, Jamie Abrams. What's it been like for you to be the head coach there in Cedartown, a town that has a tremendous pedigree for high school football here in the state of Georgia. And I know that folks of a certain age will remember, uh, the younger folks will remember folks like Nick Chubb and, and chasing championships and things like that with uh, with Everett Kelly as the head coach. What's it been like for you to be a part of the history that is Cedartown Bulldog football? You know, it is a unique place um, when it comes to that. You know, um, Coach John Hill was here for, I think, 24 seasons. Yep. And, you know, in the, in the uh, field house and just kind of around, if you talk with anybody, you know, you, you can't talk with anybody without hearing Coach Hill's name, the guys that, that played for him. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, he's got a, he, his, his mark is, is heavy on the Cedartown program. Uh, they had uh, really good teams here in the 90s and early 2000s. And everybody, you know, kind of talks about those teams. Uh, it, but it's there is a tradition here, and and it's different than a lot of places because our kids' dads may have played here, uncles, older brothers, older cousins. 
uh, you know, they are all uh, entrenched into Cedartown, and, and that's uh, something that seems to be going away in high school football, but it's, it's unique in that regard. Just, that's, just the history itself seems to be fading away, I guess. Yeah, in in certain places, it's almost like you know you're, you're kind of year to year. But here, uh, wearing a silver helmet and, and wearing the, the red and black means something to a lot of people, and means something to them on Friday night because they've done it uh, for so long. They've seen it. You know, they grew up here and they and they've watched those teams and they've they've watched Nick Chubb play as as kids and and uh, they work out with him and things like that. So um, that that part of it's really it really is special. Well, you mentioned your guys now have been playing together for a while and they play really well together. Brag on some of your playmakers. What makes who makes this team go? Oh man, we got a, a lot of guys. A lot of our seniors played as sophomores. Um, you know, you start with on offense, Reese Tanner at quarterback. Uh, he played uh, pretty much his whole sophomore season at, at quarterback. Uh, played on the defensive side of the ball too. He's a two-sport athlete. Uh, Patrick Gardner plays on both sides of the ball. He started at fullback as a sophomore. He's still here. Harlem Diamond started at running back and played a lot of running back and started on defense as a sophomore. Um, Xavier Hargrove play, has played a ton of positions, and, and as a sophomore, he was playing. Uh, and then up front, Peyton Nicolopoulos, uh, our offensive lineman, started as a sophomore. Dustin Green started as a sophomore. Grant Dempsey and Zach Tillery played a lot as sophomores. Uh, and, I mean, just all those guys. We just have a nucleus of guys. Then on, on the defensive side of the ball, Eli Barrows was our leading tackler as a sophomore. And he's still he's still here, and he's still our leading tackler. So, um, you know, and he plays some offense. And a lot of our guys play both ways. All those guys I named do play both ways. But um, I hate naming people because I'm always afraid I'm going to forget somebody. But – um, you know, those guys are kind of the, the nucleus and the core group of of uh, players, and, and they've been playing together and play. I mean, they played rec ball together, and, and they've been playing, like I said, since they were sophomores. Kamarion Davis uh, has played a ton for us uh, on both sides of the ball, um, and they all kind of complement each other in, in the things that they bring to the table. Well, you were one seed, and now you will move on to the quarterfinals once again, and you will face one seed Bainbridge. So I know that the film started right away, right at no. Friday. The at like second you ducked in after the game was over, it's like, you know, we're starting watching film. So what uh, have you it's seen? All, it's all right from, now. <laughs> <laughs> he's got it on the background. What have you seen from Bainbridge, and what are, your, what are going to be your um, keys to the game? Oh man, uh, I have a ton of respect for them. I followed them and um, I've known about them for several years. And we we played them two years ago in the quarterfinals. Um, so you know we're familiar with one another. We go down there this time. They came up here last time. Um, they still got a couple guys that were playing back then. So I, I think they're an excellent football team. They have a lot of team speed. Uh, they're well coached. You know, there's no bad football team left in in the in the round of eight. I mean, everybody's good. Um, so, you know, it's just it's about minimizing you know self-inflicted wounds and mistakes and and uh, you know doing the doing the simple things really well. I mean, that's that's just kind of what it comes down to. 
But then you've also got to – is there any truth to the rumor that you're leaving on Wednesday night to get down there in, in, in time for kickoff? I mean, this this yeah. is – literally, this is pack a lunch, a dinner, and a midnight snack to go from Cedartown to Bainbridge. 257 miles. Hannah just did the math. <laughs> so what is the what is the timeline? What is your plan for for the travel? When when are you heading down? Breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're leaving. We're leaving Friday morning. Um, so they can sleep in their own beds, and you know we discussed the several different options, but uh, we're just leaving Friday morning. We'll break the trip up a little bit and and um, try to make it uh, as close to a, a regular. You know, they sit they sit around at school. They sit in their desks and and sit around and do that. So sitting on the bus really. It isn't that much different, to be honest with you. So uh, we're not going to use that as as any kind of crutch or excuse. We just got to figure it out and go play. So we have a, a couple of different questions here as we're wrapping up. But since you mentioned Thanksgiving, coaches and, and players, they want to be practicing on Thanksgiving morning. Yes. When it comes to Thanksgiving at the Abrams house, what is Thanksgiving Day like at the Abrams house, whether you are – chasing a, a championship or you're just rolling out and you're and you're having a, a day what is thanksgiving like at the abrams house oh man uh that's uh that's been it's been unique uh especially being a coach because we played um uh let's see i'm trying to think when the last time uh, the last three years here we were playing uh, so it's been it's been about five years since we haven't been playing which is we feel very fortunate even to, to think about that um but usually, uh, you know, obviously food and family, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, I've got uh, extended family uh, on my mom's side that we have a large, large gathering of, of guys that meet there, probably 50 or 60 family members at night. Uh, sometimes we try to get to that. Um, at my house, I got four kids, so it's, it ain't like you're just sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> you're even somebody. No. no. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, that's it. Fried fried turkey with my brother-in-law. Sometimes that's a uh, that's a big one. If we can uh, we can throw one in the fryer and try not to we get it away from the house in case we blow something up. But uh, that's uh, that's that's been kind of a tradition too. So um, you know, and try to try to fi- find some uh, pecan pie. I'll show my North mm-hmm. Georgia, North Alabama roots here. There you pecan, go. Not pecan. When I was in Waycross, I had to say, I just went ahead and assimilated and said pecan, so everybody knew what I was talking about. <laughs> They're like, what are those pecan things? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, grew, I grew up in Cobb County, and we're pecan. We're pecan family, yeah. too. Yeah. We're uh, we're smoking our turkey this year, so first time my husband has done that. So it'll, it should be interesting. But my last question, Coach, for you, and I think we'll let you go, we are having Jeff Littleton on next He'll be right after you. So if you could ask him one question about the game on Friday that we can relay, what would it be? Well, I would just try to find a few guys that he he could, if he would just hold them out Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) That that would be my question. I'd give him a list. So you're going to give him a list of guys that you would recommend that Jeff Littleton not not play, just kind of hang out on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Okay, okay. And, love so, it. And so, in the interest of equal time, we will ask him the same thing <laughs> for you, and the two of you can discuss your answers on the field there in Bainbridge on the weekend. <laughs> All right, yeah, I might do that. Well, uh, Jamie, thanks for hanging out with us here in the round of eight and quad A in one of the top matchups around the state. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, may you not blow up your turkey. 
<laughs> or anything attached to the house. Make sure that you've spaced it well enough that it's out in the yard and that everything is fine. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Be safe getting down there. Have a fantastic game on Friday night, and we'll keep an eye on you here at GPB. Thanks for hanging out with us. All right, thanks, sir. One coach down, one to go. That means one thing. We catch up with the home side. And Bainbridge head coach Jeff Littleton, who gets to host this time as Cedartown travels a long distance for this particular game. Hey, Coach Littleton. So you literally just got out of practice preparing for Cedartown. Tell us how practice went today. Yeah, we, uh, we're on Thanksgiving break, and uh, we practiced a little early, and and uh, we had a really good practice, good weather down here. And, and uh, you know, everybody's excited uh, about a quarterfinal matchup with Cedartown. So how different is it being on a, a Thanksgiving bye week when it comes to trying to get everybody in and, and all the moving parts with the holiday that's a part of this entire week? How different is a holiday week when you're still trying to get things done in a playoff format? <laughs> Well, the, you know, it, it can be confusing sometimes, but it, it is a little relaxing that uh, you're not so pressed for time. Um, uh, you, you do have some problems sometimes getting them in here. Uh, so <laughs> I was going to ask about that. Yeah, we, we may have to chase a few down, you know, but uh, that's okay. Um, but, you know, the good thing is we have been in this situation many times and our kids are used to it, so that's to our advantage. and. And, uh, you know, they know we're going to practice during Thanksgiving, so they can't leave town, uh, you know. So I tell you, we, we, we didn't have any problems this morning. Everybody was uh, excited about being here and being on, being on time and, and getting started uh, for our preparation for Cedartown. What are the things that you're zeroing in on against Cedartown? What have you seen on the film? We just got to play physical. We got to play with intensity. Uh, they're a very physical football team uh, on both sides and uh, very well coached. And and uh, we played them two years ago. And uh, so, you know, we're going to have our work cut out for us. Uh, uh, we're going to have to play physical. We're going to have to communicate on defense and, and play disciplined football. Two years ago, I think it was up there at uh, in Cedartown, up there in Polk County. This time, it's it's in your it's in your stadium. For someone who has never been, to... yeah, I appreciate them returning that favor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, we mapped it out. That's quite the drive. Two hundred and fifty-seven miles. Fifty-seven. Yeah. So, yeah. for someone who has never seen a game there in Bainbridge, how would you describe what football means to everybody there and to the Bearcat community and to what it means to Bainbridge on the whole? Uh, we have an exciting atmosphere. Uh, we've got a, a large stadium, and uh, you know, and uh, w- the fans are excited about being, you know, making a deep run in the playoffs. And you know, the town will will have, uh, you know, writing on the windows, and you know, everybody's excited about that. And uh, you know, it'll be it'll be loud at our stadium, and it's a good atmosphere. Yeah, so Coach Abrams is preparing to make his way down there, and we just had him on the podcast before you. We asked him what he would like to ask you about this game Friday. Right. And he wanted us to ask you if you could just leave some players off the field. Yeah, you know, don't could, dress them if out. If you could send him a list of players 
Friend. That he could Friend. request. Come on, coach. <laughs> so he he was requesting a list of players that he could send you. It's like you know if you know if these individuals could just kind of watch. That would be his I, I question. I thought we were playing the Cedar Town Bulldogs, <laughs> not the old Georgia Bulldogs of Vince Dillon. <laughs> but, but, but in the interest of equal question and answer, since that was his question for you, what is your question for him about this game that the two of you probably will be discussing at the 50-yard line down there on Friday night? Maybe tell him to uh, feed him a little extra on the pregame meal. Oh, Maybe there you slow go. Him okay. down a little bit, you know, something okay. like that. So heavy know? on the carb, heavy on the carbs. <laughs> heavy on the turkey. Heavy on the turkey. Yeah, that'll yeah. slow you down. There you go. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be a great football game, and uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere. and You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. What's been your message to the team this season? Well, we had some uh, struggles early on uh, with some uh, – different things and we kind of um adopted an acronym ice ice would i mean an intensity and uh see communication we had a big problem with communication early on we had a lot of young players on defense and um you know intensity and communication kind of creates execution so um that's kind of what we've kind of uh, worked on or or kind of rallied around a little bit um you know since we've been in the in the playoffs and you know we 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 struggled early on we started out two and four like i said we played some tough tough uh competitors and and uh we stayed we stayed humble and we stayed uh hum- we stayed hungry um you know and, and that's kind of been the message laid into the playoffs to be humble and grateful that we have the opportunity uh, to be in this position and, uh, you know, and just continue to stay hungry and, and uh, work hard every day. You have always been a coach that wants to challenge your team in that non-region schedule so you could be ready for region, so you could be ready for these deep kinds of runs. When did you adopt that philosophy as a head coach to challenge yourself early so you could be ready in the middle of the season and the la- in the latter part of the season? <laughs> you know, people ask me that all the time, but it's, it's probably mostly uh, just uh, uh, having to do it. Uh, being kind of isolated in Bainbridge, Georgia, uh, it's kind of tough to find schools uh, the same size and and, uh, you know, we have to search all over the place to find opponents. Uh, and then, you know, we, we get 2015, we went, we went undefeated through the regular season and, and made a run to the semifinals. And, and then just from then on, you know, like everybody says, well, Bainbridge is pretty good. So the smaller schools may, may you know, want to stay away from us a little bit. So we kind of just by default, you know, having to play, you know, some bigger schools and, and uh, you know, and said, "Hey, you know, kind of 2018, we we started out two and four that year as well, and and uh, kind of made a rally, and you know, hey, kind of put us in a situation where we had to get better, you know." So then we have uh, on a recruiting 2022 show. Toward the end of the show, every week we have a segment that we call "Make That Kid an Offer" or "Make That Kid a Better Offer." And what we do in that segment is we sit there and we kind of canvas ideas from coaches or from around the state. 
If there was a player on your roster this year that's a senior that for whatever reason they're too whatever they're too small they're you know they're they're, they're a step slow or for whatever reason you know they're you know you know scores or whatever whatever they're too whatever and they're not getting the looks that you think that they should deserve to get is there someone that fits that moniker there in Bainbridge where you could sit there and go take a look at this student athlete because they're not getting the quality of offer I think they're getting or I think they should deserve more offers does anyone fit that bill for you this year yeah, we have a defensive end, Darion Smart, that's uh, kind of fits that mold. Uh, he's, you know, five, five eleven maybe, and so uh, you know he, he he's not getting a whole lot of attention, uh, but he's a very good football player. He's a disciplined football player, and he's a very physical football player. And uh, you know, hey, make that kid an offer. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, coach. And last question for you, and we'll let you go. We got to ask you, what is Thanksgiving like in the Littleton house? What do you guys do? What are some of your favorite family traditions? Well, we, um, my uh, we get together with my mom and and um, and my sister, and and we bring everybody together, and and uh, you know just come together and be thankful for everything we have, you know, and uh, you know it's just great to be with family, and it's. It's really great to be with family there when we're in the playoffs. Uh huh. There you go. Uh, you know, it's you know, that's a, we're always thankful for being in the playoffs at, at during Thanksgiving. So, uh, but uh, you know, I have a great family and uh, they support the football uh, all the way. Is there a family dish that is uh, specific to the the Littleton household? What what are some of the? Is there something homemade? What what's the the, yeah. the key? Well, you know, my my mom probably makes the best chicken and dressing ever. So there you go. You know, I, I'd I'd have to I I would get in trouble if I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, well, we we eat that for about two weeks after. Understood, man. She see, always makes extra. <laughs> as as she should. See, now you're getting. Uh, see, Hannah's already hungry. I know my stomach's been growling for an hour. So uh, we're gonna you're gonna we're I gonna said let, chicken and dressing. I meant turkey and dressing. <laughs> well, but still, still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm thinking yeah. I'm, uh, it's all. Hey, it all sounds good to me. So a turkey and dressing at the Littleton household. Well, Coach, uh, thanks for. Catching up with us right off the practice field. I know that you're getting ready for a big game against Cedartown this weekend. Big home game for everybody down there in Bainbridge. Thanks for being a part of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your turkey and dressing. And enjoy the, the game on Friday night with your time against Cedartown. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the show. Yeah, thank you. Enjoyed uh, being with y'all and uh, appreciate you having me on. And uh, happy Thanksgiving. I can't wait for that conversation at the 50. I know. <laughs> That's going to be a good one. I, I wonder, we need to hear from some coaches who have followed it up on the 50. See, that would be funny. I know. Like, How right, do we get that information? We just dial them up. Kind of like countdown to kickoff this week. Yeah, just just dial just dial, dial it down. Just dial them up and, and not have it make air. Yeah. I just decided I didn't want to do it this week, John. Yeah. Okay. I'm exhausted. I see how this works. <laughs> All right, so uh, flag football yes. also in the playoffs. 
Mm-hmm. You can find their brackets at ghsa.net. Right, John? Check. .net. Yes. Dot so net. here's where we're going to be for the first and second round of the Girls Flag Football Playoffs. We'll be at McEacher, and this will be next Tuesday, November 29th. So 6 o'clock, Walton versus McEacher, and 7 o'clock, Alpharetta versus Brookwood. 8 o'clock, winner of that game two versus the winner of the game one. So first and second round on the same day. Love the efficiency of the girls' flag football. So McEachern is a really cool story, too, this year, John. The Indians are Georgia's number one ranked flag football team. Their senior quarterback is Amber Kirkpatrick. She has led the team to the 16-0 regular season record. Mm -hmm. She has 2,017 passing yards, 34 touchdowns, and 254 rushing yards entering the final games of the season. 22-71 in total offense. And her twin sister... Autumn is one of McEachern's leading receivers. So they blow, both play flag and lacrosse, and they are going to Lincoln Memorial University in Tennessee to play on a lacrosse scholarship. So, is that the rail splitters? You know, I don't know. I think it's Division II. I think it's the rail splitters. Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln Memorial University. Lincoln Memorial. I think it's the rail splitters. Um, so, so really cool, really excited about those flag playoff games. Okay. So while you're looking up Lincoln Memorial, what else is Ra- on you? <laughs> Rails? How do you know this? How do you know this? I asked John what his IQ was last week because I'm just, well, I could ask you anything and you just have an answer just like Whether it's the right answer that. or not, I always not have an answer. Not even about football. You just have an answer to everything. And you said that you have a very high IQ. And I, I'm, I'm I did not when shocked. I, was, I did was when I was very, very young because they have to give you an IQ test to be in a certain track for elementary mm-hmm. school. And so I, I for some reason, I... I so you have... had it when you were in elementary school? Yeah. You didn't mention that. Yeah. All the IQ points that have gone away since then. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Your IQ test was in elementary school. Yeah. Well, maybe we're not going to put too much stock into that. See? See, <laughs> see, Commander Sandy, you see how this works? You see how this works? It doesn't really change, though, your IQ. It's, yeah, so elementary, uh, okay. Hannah, it would still, in theory. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah see, it's so, of course, Hannah's <laughs> having a laughter fit over here about an IQ test that happened uh, in the 1880s. I just don't know how believable the elementary school IQ test back in it's 1801 not, It's not <laughs> like you're, they're giving you an IQ test for questions for a seven-year-old. Hey, what's the square root of nine? Three. Oh, okay, man, you've got an good. IQ of 172. No, that's what not how it? this works. What was it? I know. I just know it was over 150. Okay. Okay. I just know it was over 150. It's like, no. It's like they're not going to... They're not asking you I, like. I do have to agree. We were all okay. in here going, "How does John know the mascot for that?" I mean, like rail Division splitters. Two. Yeah, you know. what? it's like Division Two school in Tennessee, Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln Memorial. Oh all right, so uh, staff whip around. Staff whip around. Before we get into staff whip around Thanksgiving. All right, so staff tough, whip around. Tough week for the staff. My turn to make fun of everybody. Three teams wow. went down. Okay. I'm just on one right now. I'm just see. Do you see my? I actually had the caffeine during the show and not after. So things. Mine's hidden. Things are things are happening. Wow. So everyone's out. Everyone's out. I'm hide behind Decatur the table. Decatur lost to Coffee, 51 to 23. Parkview lost to Westlake, 30 to 28. And our crown jewel Darlington Ambassador has been Jeremy brought got down. Bumped out. Upset by Upset Mount City. Pisca, mm-hmm. twenty six to twenty. Okay, so now we're all watching the the playoffs with mm-hmm. with equal interest. Okay, yes. uh, uh, so let's do uh, 
Staff Roundtable Thanksgiving. All right, so uh, Commander Sandy, since you're near your microphone first, uh, what's Thanksgiving? You know, uh, traditional. I'm turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, and good brown gravy, you know, and apple pie. I'm an apple pie. See, mm. that's strong. Yeah. See, uh, hot apple pie with uh, ice cream on top? Definitely. Definitely. Okay, there we go. For sure. All right, so since uh, Jake the Snake has handed the microphone to Ambassador Jeremy, I guess Ambassador Jeremy is now next. Yeah, Thanksgiving's at my big mama's house in Chattanooga, Ooh. and it's... It's turkey and ham and green beans and sweet potato souffle and mashed potatoes and all the carbs, all the delicious stuff. Mm, we yeah. like carbs on Pumpkin Thursday. Pumpkin pie, pecan pie, apple pie, all the things. All right, Snake, since you're um, holding the microphone, what's next? Bend. Don't break. There we go. <laughs> the audio guy. We, we, do, a, we do a braised blowfish. What? And, uh, no, I'm kidding. We do turkey. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> You just normal, blew my mind. <laughs> normal, uh, normal Thanksgiving stuff. We do stuffing and uh, green beans. Stuffing's probably my favorite. If, yes. I, if I had to pick one. Right there with you. Stovetop stuffing instead of potatoes. King James, run, run, run to the microphone. Run. I'm here. Yes. Um, yeah, basically traditional stuff. Uh, turkey, ham. We do dressing at my house, not oh, stuffing. Okay. It's different. Okay. okay. It, it is, is different. different. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as you guys know, and then uh, pecan pie, uh, we do sweet potato pie and not pumpkin pie because they are different. Yes, they are. Very different. Yes. And uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Hannah, with the girls? We normally do the honey-baked ham, but my husband's going to try to smoke the turkey this year. So, everybody say a little holiday prayer, thought, mm-hmm. thoughts, and well wishes to us. Back it away from the <laughs> see, house. See what goes down there. But I'd have to say my favorite Thanksgiving food is hash brown casserole Ooh. drenched in ketchup. See, I can do the hash brown ketchup, oh, but not necessarily so drenched in ketchup. I can taste it now. Okay, so uh, ooh, and, uh, um, um, eggs. Yeah, I, I'm blanking on um, eggs when you deviled eggs. See, deviled eggs. That's deviled strong. eggs. Yeah, I, I I corner the market on the deviled eggs. At, Love at, uh, deviled eggs. What we do is uh, we are the most eastern part of the family, mm-hmm. and so it's a centralized location. We go to. Uh, her sister and her brother-in-law's place just south of Montgomery. Okay. And so we go there and we all kind of congregate. Folks from South Alabama come north. Folks in central Alabama go there. And the boss and I go from Atlanta and drive the two and a half hours to Montgomery. And so that's it. So, yeah, for me. All right. So now, all right, here, here's 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 my wild card okay. to all this. Okay. All right. Cranberry sauce. Oh, I love a fresh cranberry sauce. Out of the can. No. Out of the can. Gross. That is so not gross. It jiggles. Yeah, because <laughs> it just came out of the can. <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about. It's sitting on the table, and it's just like jiggly. <laughs> you know. It's like, Everyone knows what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. No, I absolutely know what you're talking gross, about. Drug. But I, lo- I love it. See, I'm stovetop stuffing. Deviled eggs, okay. cranberry out of the can. Has okay. to be out of the can. See, you can have that. I'll be more than happy to have it. Okay. So, all right. So, fresh cranberry or out of the can? I'm canvassing the room behind the glass again. Uh, I I will say I'm not a cranberry fan. Okay. So neither Un- way. Understood. Really. Okay. So, choice D, none of the above. That's perfectly fine. And, uh, all right, Jake, what do you think? Jake and Jeremy? I'm going to say can, actually. Oh, That's smart one of those play. things that's better out of a can. Like corned beef hash. Yes. More jiggly. More jiggly. Jeremy? Red yeah, thing. I'm, I'm going with the can because it's so easy to slice. Yes. Exactly. James? I'm with Sandy. I'm neither, really. Okay. okay. So we got. We so got... I'm the only one that likes fresh cranberry sauce. Yes. Mm. 
like, like, uh, like see, uh, say, so she's the only one who likes fresh cranberry sauce and is the only one who's already put up all of her Christmas stuff on the oh, house. Oh, that's right. I'm just that's alone. Right. I see, I see how this is going. By myself. I see how this is. You know why? It's because it's I give everyone a hard time all the time. You know? No. So I'm just over here by myself. <laughs> So while Hannah's in the corner, we're all going to have our own Thanksgiving. Yeah. So uh, once again, if you've got a team that is in the final eight in your classification, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Friday. Be safe. First and foremost, enjoy your Thursday. Spend time with your family. Enjoy your family. And Wear stretchy pants yes. to the table. Yes. Yeah, stretchy pants is always good. Like uh, the next belt size up or yep. wear a belt that can be loosened. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, make sure that you have enough L-tryptophan in your system that uh, gets you through your Thursday, but gets you ready for your Friday. So once again, we're going to have a Recruiting 2022, 7 o'clock on gpbgpb.org and the GPB Sports app. 7.30, Walton and Carrollton on the GPB Network. And it is the round of eight all across the state. Last thing from you? Just can't wait for my hash brown casserole. But there's nothing wrong with that. The rest yeah, of it is wrong. All I, that's all I can think about. Your, your now. cranberry assessment is wrong, and your design assessment is wrong for Christmas because we haven't mm. gotten to Thanksgiving yet. I'm hosting this year, so oh, I'm tired just hosting thinking about with it. the girls and uh, your husband, two dogs, yeah. two girls, a husband, and and uh, hopefully not blowing up a turkey yeah, in the backyard. Yeah. So that's so everyone just th- thoughts and well wishes. Yes, thank you. Thoughts and well wishes, <laughs> and uh, once again, thanks to everybody here at uh, GPB that has made this show what it is. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, everybody. That's another end of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy your game. to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.